So that means there's 99.9965% of light on the electromagnetic spectrum, which everything that exists is is light and information. That's everything that exists within the within the core of quantum physics and you know from Joe Dispenza who's helped qualify that very simple expression. The hair will be, you know, it will be what it will be. It will it will develop into anything it needs to at the right moment, at the right time, through the proper movements of that which is life. <laughs> Welcome to Bead Sailing Great. Oh, wait, hold on. That's the channel. Welcome to the big search. The big search for happiness and freedom and all those great synonyms of language that exist to help others gain perspective. Welcome. <laughs> <laughs> My name's and we're off with Joe. a bang. My name is Joe. Riley, how you doing over there, buddy? <laughs> I am doing great now that I can properly see you for the first time ever in my life. Welcome to the show with your new spectacles of clarity. Happy to have your perfect vision join the party. That is life. <laughs> it is funny when you go to an optometrist and they're trying to find the easiest way to explain to you what an astigmatism is. And they say, most people's eyes, you know, perfectly round yours kind of like the bottom of a boat and it's like what does that mean <laughs> what part of that am i supposed to take away that doesn't help anything you've perfected the imperfection with an, <laughs> with, a, with an ancillary add-on that you know gives you a gives you a new dimension <laughs> oh my gosh it was uh i mentioned to this to you off off coffee it was they do the meanest meanest thing to you at the end of the of your eye appointment where it's like, okay, and now here's a nice little night scene photograph. And you're like, oh, doctor, that's a, I really must be going, but yes, your photography is very nice. And then he goes, and here it is with your, without the prescription I'm recommending and everything just shifts out of phase and it looks like a Jackson Pollock painting. And you're like, oh my God, this is what I've been living with. It is the meanest, meanest trick that they that they can do to you it, it's the most effective sales technique in sounds, the world it's sounds amazing. like the most beautiful gift to me quite frankly yes <laughs> <laughs> you're like oh my god i have a new appreciation for a vision and the depth of clarity that exists at such fine detail that i never realized existed <laughs> and if they done it the reverse way of here's what you currently have and here's where we're going to recommend it would not have the same effect i don't think you got to show them the perfection and <laughs> here's what you've been dealing with for the last 30 years because you didn't want to make time for yourself to get your eyes checked so if you're on the fence about something like that please go do it <laughs> have that experience so that you truly try and gain a depth of understanding of your certain condition <laughs> <laughs> by people that know the field <laughs> yes you understand it's your guide to vision riley your guide to vision and 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 being able to see the detail and clarity of things was your optometrist as we try to be somewhat of a guide to you people for you know the elements of life that you know not many of us spend any moments understanding but it's functioning always behind the scenes in operating every waking moment and sleeping moment of yours and mine existence. So here we go. <laughs> Joe, that was the most professional segue I think I've ever heard on this show. That was, was, that it? was beautiful from optometrist to we're guiding you through. Oh, 
magnifique. Listen. What? Unscripted. What should we talk? Unscripted over here too. I don't know. It just it just happened. <laughs> oh, trust me. I've tried to send Joe scripts before. It does not. It does not work out well. <laughs> no. 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 Speak from, <laughs> we got me off the cuff. Speak from the heart. Speak from the heart. You you ever hear that 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 uh, story about Martin Luther King where he it, it was in the it was in the um the the nike documentary um the jordan michael jordan nike documentary that uh the uh damon and uh matt damon and uh ben affleck did um air i think it's called on prime video and so the 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 real quick story was is is martin luther king had a speech that he was giving and one of the coaches was at this he, he said oh you know i'm going to this thing i want to see this i want to see the, this event and he's like you should go and he decided to go and then it happened to be martin luther king giving a speech and so he's giving a speech and then he was he like knew somebody so we got behind the scenes or something and then the details of it were basically that martin luther king had a written speech the i have a dream speech but he stopped reading it halfway through and then spoke from his heart. He spoke from his heart the rest of the time. And then he gave the folded up speech to this kid at the time who was, who was the coach in the movie and said, you know, here kid or something like that. And it was just a, just a beautiful, you know, experience or, or, or story about, about an experience that just conveyed the value that exists when you trust your heart and you go with your heart and you speak from your heart, what's possible with you know many things in life like almost everything <laughs> but it but but you know that so that that's a little you know kind of tidbit from one of the most profound speeches i think in 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 our human history um especially america and for equality and all and and all of that but that it that it all of that came all of that we remember came from in the being in the moment and speaking from his heart so yeah I believe they almost copy that beat for beat in the West Wing episode where he's got to announce that he's got MS and that he's not going to run anymore. And then he folds up that speech and he speaks from the heart and says, you know, this is who I am. This is my dream for America. This is who I want to go. Not that the liberal fantasy of the West Wing is anywhere comparable to Martin Luther King's I Have a Dream speech, but just interesting that uh, they would copy that almost wholesale. Yeah. Anyways, Joe. Any little miracles this week? Well, what's up with you? Miracles. There's miracles every day. Every every moment of of life is a miracle if you can if you can get that deep, get that deep and realize that every every time your heart beats is a miracle. I don't know. I always have I, you I always seem to have a uh like I'm, I ponder this as you ask me this. Even though and yesterday I was like he's going to ask me my miracle of the week and I'm like well, I, I try and have many miracles throughout the day. So to pick out one, I think, is part of the, the challenge that exists. But, I mean, a couple small ones. I'm in South Florida and it's September and it's like mid-70s and able to like be out here without like in full sweat. Like that's a miracle. <laughs> Last year it didn't. It took till January before we could do that. So I'm I'm thankful for that. That's a miracle. This morning before sunset, there was a beautiful butterfly that came out, a monarch butterfly. And my wife saw, she says, oh my God, it's a butterfly. I said, yes, and it landed right above on the leaf above us, which those that experience no butterflies, they're usually almost always 
then the majority out when it's sunny outside and, and it's rare to see them. And I've never really seen one in our yard with, with that, you know, timing before sunset, which is really a beautiful thing. So a few small miracles, but, and, and I think that's what, uh, and as Einstein says, you can live life as if everything's a miracle or as if nothing's a miracle. And so some of these little things might not seem so miraculous, but the reality is, I've tried to live and breathe that 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 quote and that feeling from what Einstein, you know, said many, many, many years ago. And, and you know, trying to live life as if everything's a miracle. Why not? You know, every heartbeat, every moment, every movement, every element of what we operate in is, you know, has that has the ability to to be that for you. Life is happening for you, not for any other purpose, your consciousness and your perspective is why life is happening. And so, you know, moment by moment, movement by movement, it is yours. So once again, this week, your miracle is every single moment. <laughs> perfect. Perfect, Joe. Every single moment. I mean, even, even, the, even the bad moments. I mean, you know, you, bad, a bad, is, bad is a judgment of an appearance of a, you know, of a condition that's come into your life. You could say, Oh, this bad thing happened. But then you go through the moments of your days or your weeks or thereafter, you look back and you say, wow, that was the best thing that ever could have happened to me. Right. And so I think, I think it's really, you know, and, and, but then when you simplify life to a point in which you can appreciate the little moments, like, and everything is a miracle, like, how do you actually do that? I mean, I'm still working on it. Every moment is absolute perfection, but you know, like, First step is accepting and qualifying the energy that is your life. Power is energy qualified. Power, you don't have power unless you qualify energy. You know, like that's that's how it works. That's how it works with the ball. You can't see the energy going through the, the telephone wires, but when you turn on your light switch, you know it's there. Right? So that's your life. So turn on your light switch, flip that switch, and know you have the ability to qualify every moment of your existence with whatever it is that you want. Happiness, you know, love, peace, like accomplishment, right? Whatever it is that you want. Whatever. Joe, this is supposed to be the water cooler moment conversation where we ease people into the episode where you say, hey, no, did you have a great weekend? So right. And you say... Oh, you know what? I appreciated every single heartbeat I had. Well, then we can we can edit out we can edit out the last three minutes. Then how about that? If you want no, to no, 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 no. I love it. I love it. I love it. <laughs> Riley, as we said, you have brought the balance to this episode and this show, and so please help share your miracle. That is one of the more water cooler moments <laughs> as we transform the water cooler moments to being more. Miraculous. Well, maybe I'm I'm just upset because every single moment was going to be mine as well. No, it's mine really? was. <laughs> How oh. wonderful. No, my little miracle of the week is being able to support friends, being in a position to be able to support friends who are doing something creative. I have a friend this week uh, who actually has been doing it for a little while, but he launched a Patreon for his YouTube video essay series about film. One of the things that I love is watching friends of mine, watching people who are still able to take creativity and integrate it into their daily routines, into their weekly, into monthly, into something that they can do that sustains themselves. Because, you know, I, when you're running a business, oftentimes a lot of those little tiny pleasures can take old, can go by the wayside. But you know, you still get a little bit of a thrill being able to help somebody else 
do those sorts of things. So if anybody wants to check out Josh from Xbox Live is his <laughs> YouTube channel name, which I think is just perfect because that's one that can stick with you for the rest of your life. But he did a whole thing. Uh, he released a whole video uh, this week about the Star Wars ring theory. Uh, if, if you've ever heard about this, basically the idea that all, you know, episode four, five and six and episodes one, two and three were sort of written in this way that sort of each one of them connects together as part of a hero's journey or a, a more ancient style of technique where you're, where the adventure happens from you leaving your own encampment uh, into something uncomfortable and then coming back to the same place where you were, but just as a changed person, there's a lot of traditional oral traditional storytelling that sort of goes through that model. And then they say that the ring theory is supposed to kind of like be like that, but each, each one of the films mirror each other. And then he tries to incorporate the, the new trilogy that I think has been much maligned from not living up to everybody's expectations and showing how those three also sort of fit into this new way of thinking about the series and the way that George Lucas was trying to express himself back in the day. And I, I find that really interesting because that is something that did not exist on the internet before he put it out there. Like that was, it's this little passion project of his that he's now put a lot of time in to share it with people. I love it when people can do that. And I think there's a wonderful quote by Kevin Smith, and I, I'm not a huge Kevin Smith fan of his work, but I love his passion and his, the way that he talks about creativity and like just that idea of it costs you nothing to be positive about somebody else's project when they start talking about it. it costs you nothing to give them a little bit of energy to help them sort of go out there and do more of it. And maybe, you know, a lot of times it's not going to come out to something, but maybe you give somebody that spark that then goes on to be come, you know, for him, it was clerks for other people. It could be, you know, an independent movie. It could be a video essay. It could be, you know, getting into comedy. It could be doing music. It could be all these different things, but it costs you nothing to be positive about putting that energy towards them to make it so that they can do something that they're really passionate about. So I love being able to do that and being able to help out, you know, a little bit financially. I think he's asking for like three bucks a month or something like that. It's not much. <laughs> That's super generous. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you know, it will take besides the money. I mean, this, the, 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 this, like you said, Riley, the, the, the ability to be able to kind of facilitate that, right. And to be able to, yes, follow and then foster creativity. And, you know, sometimes even before we can get to a place and we can, where we can even start thinking about being creative because we've been sucked into the, to the innards of, of, of the, of the, the race of, of life is just being able to have peace without like so much nonsense coming our way with all, with, 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 you know, negativity or with burdens that we have at, at work or people that are pulling us in different directions because of the circumstances of the, of, of the condition of culture or, or business or how it operates or, or whatever. Right. And so, you know, just giving you a miracle that kind of builds to some extent off of what you said, and for me at this week also is Anton who who works with me. He's, he's an incredible, incredible person. He shared with me, he's getting married tomorrow. Congratulations, Anton and Jen. And he said, this is the first time in his professional career that he's been able to like take time off without having like this thing in the back of his mind that he's going to get text messages or calls or have to check his emails and all of that. And, and it's, and he said last time he took a vacation a year ago in, in, the, in the south of France, because he said, lives in Scotland, so it's easy for him to go there. He was bombarded nonstop with, with work, and he didn't, wasn't able to enjoy himself whatsoever. So he was super thankful to and shared and express that with me. And, you know, I'm, I'm happy to be able to 
you know, do, cause that's what I want. That's what everybody wants. Everybody wants the ability to, you know, have time off from, from work or your, your responsibilities to be able to have peace and, and the ability that everything's handled. There's nothing you got to worry about, you know, and, and then of course come to a place in which, yes, you can absolute, whether you want to just be peaceful or do, or get married or do whatever without having all of these, you know, things are, that are going to come in that you're going to have to deal with, or, you know, using that time to be creative and doing whatever you want to do. Cause you can do, you can have, and you can be anything you can imagine in every moment. And so having the freedom, the freedom, to do that is powerful and incredible and beautiful. And so thank you for creating an opportunity for me to realize a complimenting miracle, Riley. Thank you. <laughs> and congratulations on uh, your Star Wars. Uh, is that Dan or is that Josh? Who is that? What would you say his name? Uh, so Josh, uh, I'm not sure if he wants his last name out there. I'll just leave it from Josh from Xbox right, Live. Everybody yeah. knows him. He's Josh from Xbox uh, Live. Yeah, Josh, you can edit Dan and Josh out. I you know, didn't <laughs> mean to throw that in there, but, you know, congratulations, Josh, on your Star Wars, uh, your Star Wars passion project. You know, the ring, the, the, the ring theory that, you know, Riley, you were just talking about. It sounds like someone's, uh, you know, trusting the unknown was part of that and then coming back to a place in which you have so much more wisdom once you trusted the unknown to reflect on that and see the perfection that exists if you allow that to be something that takes you through the flow of life and through the flow of certain conditions for things to happen for you interesting how successful that franchise was based on that framework of of construction huh <laughs> how we all innately how so many of us innately appreciate that and it's, it's shown in the results that exist from you know the the mass appreciation of star wars right to have that be the framework and foundation of of, of the construction of the, the the film is is a pretty you know, beautiful and inspiring and, and like awakening thing too, if you can uh, take some of those elements and apply them to elements in your own life, right? Well, it is also funny, and I'll keep this brief, is I started watching because we ran out of uh, our, our regular humor TV show the other night, which was Raising Hope. We decided to go backwards and watch uh, Greg Garcia's first TV show, which is My Name is Earl, which is basically... <laughs> setting into motion this whole idea for this podcast which is just putting good vibes out into the world and you will get good vibes back i mean it's funny watching it start from i think it's literally him starting about he, he talks about karma but just that idea of sort of stopping the negative energy being this you know letting those waves of negative energy crash up against him and pushing back with positivity and but yeah no so we start watching my name is earl and just watching this character and i mean the entire series is written around joe all these things that you talk about which is giving your attention to positivity and not to negativity and watching how that can have these ripple effects in ways that you would never ever ever expect it and the nice thing about the writing on that show and the nice thing about uh having lots of free time in the evenings is you can get to episode 15 very quickly and see that they start bringing back characters over and over and over again that have then you know, you first meet them in a certain spot in life, and then he interacts with them again, setting them on their own course. And so their own positivity then starts to come back and help him out in a way that would have never been able to happen if he had not have first approached them and say, I want to write this wrong that had happened with you beforehand. And so it's the writing on that is really interesting because it ping pongs in a bunch of different like it's it's constantly 
asking what would happen if this should should change somebody's life in a certain way and then bounce that back and then bounce that back and like all these different ripples of just good intentions going out into the world. And then what happens uh, when those are not enough to overcome a, a bad intention? I mean, a moment, literal a moment can change the course of your entire life. You know, I've, I've been watching uh, Coach Prime on, on Prime Video. <laughs> No, of course that's a that's on purpose. I'm sure, uh, Mr. Deion <laughs> go go Knowles. Um, but yeah, no, he's he focuses on believe. You know, the the whole his whole thing is I believe, I believe, I believe. And look, you know what he's done from we're recording this. He's three and zero at Colorado. Nobody ever thought that was possible after being one and eleven last year. And some of the some of the inspirations that his energy and his disposition and, and and his character and who he is is brought to the to the people you know where jackson state at now colorado and you know it's everywhere he it's like he's so inspirational right and for some people in these programs and it's this is just an example but for any any anybody can you know you, for whatever it is that you want to achieve in your life or you don't know what you want to do or, or something's happening or something ha something tragic could happen right now that you think is the worst thing, but it could be the best thing. But at the end of the day, how you qualify it and how you like, how you react to it and how you understand it and how you, the moments and movements that you have after that, that you think, feel and act will define, will send your life in that tra trajectory. And it'll, it'll turn, it'll curve, it'll do whatever it's got to do. But, but that could be a defining thing and it could be a great thing. It could be an incredible thing. And then there's this, there's this stigmatism almost that we, that we feel like it need all these, you know, these, we, we, there needs to be a struggle. There needs to be pain. There needs to be all these things. It only has to be that if you believe that. <laughs> that's 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 the actual fact of life and 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 how the laws of life and the laws of the universe work from a quantum physics perspective from all of that you know what you believe is what you get and what you give is what you get and the reality is is you know all any one moment can be a defining moment or it can be a passing moment it's it's whatever and and you'll have moments that come and it'll be the same experience but you'll have a different mindset than you did the last time it happened and it'll affect you differently. It could be you watched a movie. It could be you listened to a song. It could be, you know, a, a, an actual life experience with some set of conditions that, you know, was one thing and then was another thing in the pre and you reacted totally different. Life is very, very simple in that sense that only the present moment is what defines you and how your condition will like apply to that or will be re received from that. Now watch this transition. So I think this is, what you're saying is exactly right. And one of the most dangerous things that I see, so I used to do a lot of music stuff. I still like to produce music every once in a while. It's a weirdo electronica. You don't need to go seek it out, especially if you're here for a positivity podcast. But one of the things that I find with so many of the people who are in these sorts of realms is they think that they need to suffer for their art. What they're actually saying is, when I'm very down in the dumps is when I'm paying attention most to my art. And that is when I'm catching these fleeting pieces of inspiration. It's because I've got nothing else going on so I can concentrate on this one thing completely. And I used to feel the exact same way about that. But then it, was, it didn't really change for me until I started up the business side of the podcasting and realizing that I need a scaffolding to be successful every single day at the business. 
And then when I took that and I applied the same principles of, you know, for me, it was working in digital audio workstations. So let's make sure that I've got a template made up. Let's make sure that I'm not spending, if I want to do go and create some music for a while, that I'm not spending 45 minutes setting up, you know, my virtual instruments and my vocal effects and all these little things that I know that I'm going to use. Let me make sure that that's built into it so that when I start up the program, I'm already that much further ahead. And so I've built up the scaffolding to the point where I can now catch even more moments of that little inspiration because I'm not concentrating on other things. Even though when I was back then, I was really low and I thought, oh, I'm really concentrating on my music. What I was concentrating on was all the wrong stuff, was all the stuff that should have been built in and innate for me to begin with. It was like, oh, I need to fiddle around with this filter. All I need. No, I could have set that up ahead of time and built myself a roadway for success. And so that's one of the things that I think Today, we're going to talk about this article and we're going to get into it, but just a scalable framework, a scalable scalable framework. framework. Yes. Yeah. A system, a system, something that you felt, again, you made those decisions and that's, and that's part of it is we, we get into things in which we have to make the same decisions every single time we get into something. Like we got to go through the same level of decisions, but what we know we're going to give the same answers every time because that's who we are and that's what we want. So anytime we can automate or scale or create a create as a scaffolding, a framework, you know, a system, a structure to have that be done, then that's solved for to your point. And then allows us to so much focus on the other things that we didn't have time or we didn't have the attention, the attention the attention the, and the energy to focus on because we were so caught up in all the things that we end up doing every single time that should be solved for already by something that is already existent and already set the foundation for. Beautiful. You don't realize how much of a cognitive load all that negativity and all that just set up and preparation can be on you until you figure out a way to offload it. And once you do, it's all you're going to want to do. It's, it's, it's going to be, you're going to say, if I can get this level of success doing just this little thing, what if I took that and applied it to the next three things that I'm going to do, the next five things that I have to do. And then you just, it, it becomes this snowball effect that just keeps rolling and rolling and rolling. And everybody who works with me hates it because every six months I'm introducing to them a completely different template that they then have to go through and figure out, okay, what, what does all this mean? Was it, it's changing up our workflow completely. But then, you know, three weeks of working on it, they can't imagine a different way of working on it because it just, it speeds things up so much. Yes. Uh, yeah. The appreciating the change is not to let it, not to have it be a change for, you know, additional work, but a, cha- a good change, a, a change that's going to facilitate, you know, you to have more time to do something and think about the things you want to think about and focus on the things you want to focus on. I mean, a super simple example correlating to that, Riley, is you know, cruise control, adaptive cruise control, you know, the cruise control that slows down for you and stops for you and doesn't just keep the speed. Oh my God. If you've ever been like on a, on a a two hour, three hour, four hour road trip with adaptive cruise control that slows down to a stop and, and then, and then does all that. And you don't have to worry about slowing down. I mean, talk about the cognitive workload that exists, Like you don't really realize it, but then when you get to where you're going and you realize, man, I was always so tired after even a three hour drive, you know, now I, I I don't have that fatigue anymore. You know, it's really, it's really an amazing thing, but that's a very, that's, that's a correlating example to something that's super simple that we don't even think about it. We just take for granted. Oh, this has this new feature, but somebody really spent, like, you can imagine the amount of time and effort and focus and energy that went into creating that so that you can now have that 
freedom of, of whatever it is that you want that you might not even realize until we talked about it right now. You don't, you don't have attention. You don't, we don't understand things unless our attention is brought to them. You know, like that's literally what it is. And, and the more we can appreciate and understand that very simple fact, you know, the more we start to be, have, and live more miraculously. <laughs> Joe, let me magically change over my scene for a second. Magically? I love magic. <laughs> Oh, wow. That's beautiful. Um, look at that. <laughs> and look at today's. Yeah, it's an old being saying the great graphic. I will promise to switch this up every single time. We're still working yeah, on Lewis Star Hamilton. Wars and is that Aristotle or Plato over there? I don't know what we've got over there. Thank you, Lewis the Hamilton, two. for your expression of driving. <laughs> Amazing. <laughs> I'll, I'll, I'll say hi to him when I'm down in Vegas for my wedding during the F1 weekend. He's an F1 driver, right? Yes, yes, he, and he's exactly and he said my driving is is an inner expression of my my feeling and I'm like, wow, then you you're really connected with that infinite intelligence that's powering your life, man. Good for you. That's amazing. <laughs> so let's talk about one way of scaffolding better mindset today and that is I found this from neurosciencenews.com which looks like it hasn't updated its <laughs> it's logo since the GeoCity days, which I, I for one, am really in favor of. Is suppressing negative thoughts a path to improve mental health? And this is really interesting because we so often hear that we're not supposed to just suppress negative thoughts. Or no, don't suppress negative thoughts because they're going to come back even worse. And this is suggesting, no, what you can do is if you train your brain to suppress negative thoughts in a way that you know that you're dealing with it, it frees up your load. You don't have to think about it as much. And when those things come up again, you've already thought of interesting ways to deal with the situation in ways that don't impart a negative connotation to your thoughts about it. A new study suggests this challenges the traditional beliefs surrounding the suppression of negative thoughts and mental well-being. Researchers trained participants to suppress fears and worries, observing that these thoughts became less vivid and participants' mental health improved. Contrary to prevalent clinical beliefs, the suppression of fearful thoughts did not lead to their intensified return. Participants who practiced the thought suppression technique beyond the study continued to see benefits in their mental health. So they took 120 volunteers worldwide and asked them to write down, I think it was 20 negative experiences, 20 neutral experiences, and 20 positive experiences, and give, give them one descriptive word and one sort of vivid word about it that brought up images in their mind. And they went through a training session call with them. I think it was once a day for a week or something like that, where they were trained with coping techniques to help them block any vivid pictures, any imagery about the negative things that they were thinking about. So don't think about, you know, if you, if you thought you were going to catch COVID-19, you know, don't think about hospitals, don't think about all the vivid things, all the things that were most vivid in your memory or in your thought process about catching COVID-19, they trained you to stop picturing that as vividly and then to emphasize and overemphasize and really describe in great detail all the positive things that you sort of wanted to see happen in the next two years in your life. And what happened is... Sounds like an attention shift. <laughs> it's an attention shift. That's exactly what it is. It's so funny what Joe, it's like, I think I've brought this up on the podcast before. It's that old adage of, you know, 20 blind men all trying to describe an elephant and they're all touching a different aspect of it. And they're all describing something completely different. And they're all correct in the one thing that they're describing, but they don't realize the whole of it. Or 
I saw Peter Gabriel in between the recording last session and this session. Anybody who knows me knows that I'm an old, old, old progressive rock head. And Peter Gabriel, one of the fun things about him is he completely revolutionized MTV's music, music videos, stuff like that. In his 40s, like his first, his first like number one hits came when he was like in his late 30s to early 40s. And that's when he changed the face of young people's music. Yeah. Which is just hilarious because now you are at a concert with him where he's in his 70s and you're like, boy, I hope he plays something from when he was 45 soon. And it's like, <laughs> who was saying that about modern rock stars, right? Who's saying that about anybody? Boy, I hope they get it when he was getting his first osteoporosis checks. Uh, <laughs> but anyways, one of the funny no things... No need to bring up negatives, Riley. <laughs> he was, <laughs> no, he's being proactive. He was getting those checks ahead of time. So one of the fun things about that show is he's really embracing AI and the the idea of the, that the, what that's going to be creatively going in the future. And one of the things that he said that I thought was really nice is that there was a period of time where all the scientific study, everything that you could read about was about how the Earth was the center of the solar system and everything revolved around that. And we now know that it is, in fact, the sun that is the center of our solar system. The Earth revolves around that. And it goes... But we still think that humans are the center of the world. And we are soon going to be switching over to realize that we're just orbiting around something much more important than ourselves, but we're not there yet. I think that's his sort of acknowledgement that he's touching part of the elephant and doesn't know what it is completely. And that's what this, are we suppressing negative thoughts? What they're talking about is meditation in a different form. It's all about strengthening your mind. It's all about creating this muscle of focus, creating this muscle of attention but just in different ways. We're all talking about it in completely different ways and we're all exercising it in different ways, but it's all coming back to the exact same thing, which is what, Joe? Which is what? I just need to go back for a minute to the elephant elephant metaphor because I, I, I'm like, that's an incredible metaphor. <laughs> Wait a minute. I feel like you had a momentum there and I, and I like terrorized it. <laughs> <laughs> your thoughts and your feelings control your world. You are the center of your world. You are your very own like commander of your world. Everybody's in their own world. You're in your own world. Right? So like, you know, if you, if from a physical perspective, is the sun the center of our solar system? 100%. But as you, as you just described, like we're moving around the Milky Way and we're this little speck on the circle of the Milky Way. It's going to take 200 million years for us to go all the way around that Milky Way. So from a physical perspective, you'll you'll go to you'll for eternity. You'll be looking at, at how that fits into the larger piece of the puzzle. The funniest part is when uh, that's why I kind of got caught up on the, the elephant part when you were talking about that is like. In a sense, like if the elephant, if you if you utilize the elephant as all light, all light on the electromagnetic spectrum, right? Humans can only see 0.0035% of all light on the electromagnetic spectrum. So that means there's 99.9965% of light on the electromagnetic spectrum, which Everything that exists is light and information. That's everything that exists within the core of quantum physics. And, you know, from Joe Dispenza, who's helped <laughs> qualify that very simple expression. Think about that. Like, we are looking outside around us into everything that we see with only 0.0035% of the information <laughs> of what actually is. Yet we're using everything around us to define how we operate, which when we go inside, 
and we feel the energy of life and we function from our heart, from the energy that powers our heart, that beats our heartbeat, that functions our entire conscious awareness. Beautiful butterfly. Like it turns everything on its head. It turns everything on its head. And to have an entire, like, you know, think about it. So what are we touching? We're touching a hair near the foot of the elephant. That's all we know. <laughs> That's all we're judging the entire existence of our life and our world and our universe on based on what we see, because we all need to see it before we believe it, right? <laughs> but if you believe it, you know, talking about Coach Prime and Deion Sanders, like, look what's possible when you can do it. Look so what's possible when you believe, when you believe in yourself, when you believe in what you're doing, when you, when you believe you're giving it your life, you're giving it your energy, you are giving it your focus, right? And so what you, what you focus on, you breathe life into. And when you breathe life into negative stuff, like what do you think that becomes? That becomes your world that surrounds you because it gains momentum and it gains that momentum. Energy is momentum. Anytime you watch a sporting event or, or, or any type of thing, it's all about momentum, business, momentum. Momentum is the most important thing you can do, you can get, right? And so like when you can get momentum and you realize that it's positive momentum and you have the ability to kind of flip that switch and get yourself into a place in which you're experiencing much more frequently the positive things. It's amazing. The one thing I'll say on the, on the headline of that article, and I shared this previously, you know, cause I didn't read the article. I skimmed through it. And I saw the first thing I said, is I said, this is an incredible concept, but the word suppression, the word suppression, what is suppression? I don't know the dictionary definition, but from what I understand, Mariley, maybe you can look it up pull it up for us real quick. But what, from what I understand about suppression is you're going to, as you explained previously, like you're going to push it down. It's like, you're going to, it's, it's going to be there and it might pop up at some point later. Right. That's what suppression means. Right. What's it say, Riley? The action of suppressing something such as an activity or publication. So let's go suppressing forcibly put an end to Oh, putting an end to, okay. Well, that's great. So, I mean, my, I guess throughout my own like life education, suppression means you're going to put it down and it has the ability to kind of resurface and pop back up. And to which I'd say every word we use is a qualifying factor of how our consciousness perceives it and the truth that we accept. Every word. So the word matters, right? And so if we have in our own psyche, so in my psyche, suppression means it's going to go, it's going to come back. But like yours, you, you might not, you might have that dictionary definition, which it goes away. Right. So for me, I want to overcome those negative thoughts. I want to annihilate them. I want them to be gone forever, <laughs> gone forever and never have the ability to have the power over me in my own present moment to which it's it's it. those vivid images are are populating my thoughts and then thus creating feelings in which I do not want. Right. And you have that ability. We all have that ability. If you have a heartbeat, you have that ability. Right. It's just believing that you can do that. You know, nothing's possible until you believe that you can do it. And if you look at all the great things that you've achieved in your life, you say you you'll and you really reflect on it. You'll come to realize that you had belief. You believed you could do it. You had confidence and you did it and you achieved it. <laughs> so it's very much the same with thoughts. It's very much the same with feelings. And it's just a matter of believing it's possible. And then you try it and you do it. Or you can read all the stuff that says it's not possible or listen to all the people that say it's not possible. And then that becomes your condition and what you accept is your truth, thus your consciousness, thus your, you know, sequence of events and moments in life in which you follow that path, 
which is fine. You know, everybody makes their own choices. <laughs> I think one of the things that I really appreciate about this article is I am not the sort of person who, which is depicted in film and television so much, where you sit down with a psychiatrist and they say, tell me about the worst parts of your life. Let's go through and discuss it. When something really bad happens to me, I hate, I hate, I hate dwelling on it. I hate just sitting in that feeling of negativity. When something negative happens to me, I want to take a moment to acknowledge it. And then I want to go, okay, what's next? What's the next step after this? How do we bounce back? How do we use this as an yes, opportunity? How do I use how this? How does this become, yes. what is the next thing that, what are the steps that we do to take around this? Because I, I hate, I hate, I hate, I didn't always hate doing this. I used to love wallowing in self-pity. I think everybody goes through a period. It's called being a teenager where you just love wallowing. Right. That's nobody understands well, you, we me. We gained the momentum. Too we, many horns. Yeah. We gained the momentum of being in that energy. That's exactly what we did. hundred percent. And you've got, you know, hormones coursing through your body, like is never going to happen again. Cause your, your mind is being expanded. It's growing in a way that you're not familiar with. And so it's really, really easy to get stuck into those sort of, self-deprecating rhythms a lot of the time, which is, you know, talk about inflating metaphors. Our, our elephant one has just gone through the roof. Another idiom. Oh my gosh, Joe, writing without idioms is the hardest thing in the world. We discussed this off camera. I apologize. But this is the thing where it is, if you can just train your brain to start going, okay, this is the thing that's happened. I just need to figure out what's the next step to make this a positive again. That is just you ever watch those videos of someone who, <sighs> I find this fascinating, they're able to stop ripples of traffic in a traffic jam so that people behind them can drive perfectly smoothly because they absorb, they sort of drive at a rate that's slow enough that the ebbs and flows of regular traffic of stop and start braking. So they can actually break a traffic jam up just by their own sort of cognizant driving of being And most of us have probably done that. If you, if you just like to coast at two miles an hour during a traffic jam, you've probably done that. You don't even realize it. 100%. And you're, so you're starting to absorb all that back and forth energy, but everyone behind you benefits from you being able to, you know, sort of recognize that you're in the situation where it's stop and start and start just progressing at a, at a better situation. And then you're not thinking so much about the driving itself. Other people behind you are having a smoother experience. It's that ability to absorb something and, you know, judo-like. Again, introducing another idiom. Another Judo? <laughs> Can we judo turn, those negative turn. thoughts and say, you have no power? <laughs> negative thoughts. You have no power, negative thoughts. As soon as you give it life and give it attention, you're qualifying it with your power that is your energy. And so power is energy qualified. So when you give it your energy, it means your attention. You are qualifying it. You are giving it power. And then that power is then used over you. And so when you, when you realize that and you say to all those negative things, you say, you have no power, <laughs> you have no power, then you can use that condition and use that experience and use those things for you to say, all right, like this has happened. All right, get it, accept it, you know, whatever. Like, how can I use this for my benefit? And then, and then you train your brain to start thinking differently when those things happen. And then when those things happen, you're like, it doesn't affect you from an emotional side nearly as much as it used to. And then it starts fizzling and fizzling away into a thing in which when those things happen, they'll stop. Ha they'll start happening less, more, uh, less frequently. And then when they do happen, you'll say, this thing, this, this has no power over me. 
Like I, I'm in, I'm the center of my own universe in my own world. I was watching it, walking at the beach the other day and this, this lovely older lady was walking and she says, she says, nothing has proven to me that I'm not the center of the universe. And she had a smiley face hat on and she was walking with a cane. She's the sweetest <laughs> little lady. And I'm like, I love that shirt. <laughs> but you know, like it's, it's such a true thing to the, to the extent and from a consciousness perspective, from a physical perspective, yes, we are orbiting the sun and that's part of the Milky Way. And that's part of this infinite center of, you know, the, the universe that, that, you know, we look the James Webb thing where they saw 100,000 galaxies and that giant, that beautiful picture that came out five months ago. That's like, take, they, they said it. They said, that's a grain of sand. You put a grain of sand and you look, pull it up to the sun. That's what that shows. 100,000 galaxies. What? <laughs> what? Talk about mind blowing. Talk about not having, you know, talk about touching parts of the elephant and not knowing. Oh my God. <laughs> Unbelievable. Unbelievable. Believable. <laughs> I mean, if we really want to get into it, let's talk about the double slit experiment. Hello. There could be an electron fired from an electron beam gun, fired from something from a star off in space that's been traveling for billions of years. And the second between it goes through a double slit and it hits a screen, your thought about it could change its how it's perceived completely and it's been traveling for billions of years and just that one second of your thought talk changes. about an inflection yeah yeah talk about an inflection talk about a moment that has the ability to think you know and and the fact that you cannot prove that my conscious experience is what you're observing and i cannot prove that your conscious experience is what i'm observing as these beautiful doves land behind me, you can see the birds that I'm always talking about. I flipped the camera today so you can see them land behind me. But yeah, like it's such a, and it's, and it's such a powerful thing to realize that once you understand life is that simple, that your thoughts and your feelings and your actions are what control your entire life. You have the ability to control that. And if you think about it, you are always in your own world. Everybody is, everybody is. But when you allow human suggestions and human opinions and we give more, more value and more power to those opinions and those thoughts than what we believe in ourselves, then they start to rule us. Then whatever is negative or, or whatever it is then starts to become our reality because that's what we accept for ourselves. We don't need to do that. You do not need to do that. Try it. Joe, what are some, what are some ways that we could practically build some scaffolding of positivity this week that other are you, this 10 days that we're now on that people could take away from what are what are some simple things that maybe you started doing that other people could start doing well one thing i started doing was i started you know i started trying to feel when when one of those things you know come and and and, and you know we just talked about negative thoughts but it could be it could be a criticism. It could be a judgment. It could be, and because every one of those things is going to come back. Are we throwing a good boomerang or another than good boomerang? And so like, you know, every little criticism and every little judgment, it might seem small, might seem trivial, but it's all the small things, all the, all the teams that have all won championships. What do they say? It's all the small things, you know, like, like being disciplined on all the small things. And you're not trying to transform your entire life condition and how you approach things in, in one moment, in one day. It doesn't happen like that. You have to deeply understand it. You have to try and understand it. But if I'm going to say one thing, it's trying to have the awareness to recognize when you're doing that because we, we, we just do it. We don't think about it. We just do it. And it flows out of our mouth or, 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 it, or it affects us and we allow it to affect us a certain way because we're, we're conditioned. We're conditioned to have that be. 
So the best thing you can start with is to just just try and be aware. Try and be aware when you when you've actually like made a criticism. Try to be aware when something's come to you and it's like negatively affecting you and then and then like wake up and say, "Whoa, why is this like, whoa, you have no power? <laughs> you have no power this thing that happened to me, this condition." Right. And it might not, and, and it might be challenging at first. It might be easier for some conditions than other conditions, depending on the depth of emotion that you've given it life and given it power, whether it be brief or whether it be over years or weeks or months or days or whatever. And so that's that that will be variable depending on the thing that happens and the and the moment that you're experiencing. But the first step is trying to have an awareness trying to have an awareness of all of the thoughts that are coming through your head, all the feelings that are happening, all of the words that you say, all of the actions that you do. And you you don't do 100% of them, but if you can catch, you know, two or three things a day in which you said that you're like, I was being critical. I wasn't being, you know, as you said earlier in the show, Riley, I wasn't like giving them a good, like, yes, like you can do that. Absolutely good for you. I'm so happy for you. Instead of saying, oh, I don't know why they're doing that. Like they shouldn't be doing that. Like that's not your business. Let them do their thing. Let them do their thing. Right. You know, like that's none of our business to judge or or to criticize. Like, you know, when we get into that, we get into a, a habit of forming opinions and then all opinions are inconclusive. Facts are true statements. So the fact of the matter is, is like when someone has something that they're passionate that they're trying to do for themselves, like that's a decision that they've made for their own life. You making a critic, making, having an opinion, which is technically a criticism or a judgment, like has no value to you, but does have the ability to influence them to which it might send them on a path to where they lose belief in themselves. Do you want to be responsible for that? No. <laughs> Why not be someone that's fostering goodness and, and fostering encouragement and, and like, you know, don't letting it be any sweat off your back. Like good for them that they're owning their, their moment and they're making a decision for themselves to go do something, you know, good for them. Whether you think it's crazy or, or whatever, like have no opinion, just give them Godspeed, go, go do your thing. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, so, but you know, going back to it, like, Having the awareness to realize and understand how you're operating and and how you how you respond to things and how you let things affect you in its most basic instance is is one of the most powerful things that you can do. I have a great example of this, which is in the audio editing business, people will come to you and say, however it is that they're interpreting the sound, and they will never use technical terms. They will only use terms that they think they're. It's the first time that they've ever had to describe the way a sound sounds. And so you get wild descriptions of this thing sounds fuzzy. It sounds scratchy. It sounds, we had somebody say, like, it sounds like it's coming through a balloon once. Now, I had no idea what that means. But what you then have to start doing is taking that criticism and seeing beyond the words of it and seeing what it is that they're actually asking for. So I would say that's an observation. Like, I would say like that's that's a try. And that's and that's part of trying to understand the depth of things. It's like trying to see what's an actual observation, because that's a fact, right? It's like, here's the sound I hear. I'm not criticizing the sound. I'm trying to observe what it is and then express that in a way in which the people I'm communicating with understand it. Right. And that's trying to get the difference between observations and criticisms. And then and then once you start to understand the difference, it becomes so much more powerful because then, you know, having an observation and not having any emotion tied to it is one thing. You know, having a criticism in which you're sending your energy to that thing with whatever it is, you know, negative, like it's not going to be supportive. Well, I mean, in this case, it would be that they're asking for it to be corrected. Right. They're asking for this. So, so then you have to then 
take in that criticism, that observation, and figure out what is it that they are actually looking for. And that can really expand your mind and really help you empathize with people in a way that you would never normally do because you're you're now thinking the way that they would perceive things. Perceive. And once you're able to do that, it opens up your mind to tackling problems in a whole bunch of different ways. Because you, if you have to figure out what it means for someone and to successfully deliver something back to them so that it doesn't sound like it's coming through a balloon anymore when you have no idea what that means but you have to start sort of figuring out that perspective and then fixing it for them and then you deliver it back to them and they will never know that the technical term was like uh, there was too many plosives on the on the on the audio recording it's not their job to know that that was the case you just now know you have another tool in your tool belt for the next time something sounds like it's coming through a balloon and then you've, you've solved somebody else's problem and you've grown a little bit in that process. So anytime the next, the next week, if you get a little bit of criticism, Great point. look at all the different ways that this could be coming from it. Consider its source, consider what that person might've been thinking when they start to say that to you. Cause then if you can get into their mindset, you can deliver something back to them that is going to be a much more positive experience than if you start, like in my case, it would be sending a bunch of emails back and forth. Well, technically there is no balloon on the recording. What is it that you're actually looking for? That just frustrates everybody. Just figure it out, take it internally, judo it, <laughs> touch the elephant, become a quantum physicist, <laughs> deliver it back to them in a great way. We've covered all the bases that we talked about this episode, Joe. In other words, appreciate and understand the depth and breadth that exists with perspective and that you don't have all of it in every moment to be able to criticize and send anyone down that path, right? As these beautiful, do you see these doves behind me? Isn't it magical? You know, I hear them and then I see them in the corner of my screen. I'm like, oh, I moved <laughs> out of the way and they're right, right behind me. But yeah, it's like when you can understand perspectives and you can consider those perspectives, it almost removes any inclination that you might have been conditioned to have to criticize or judge because you're like, oh, okay, I can see like no matter what it is, like if you can foundationalize your moment with that, like, all right, let me try to understand what the heck they're trying to talk about here, you know, or trying to say or trying to express or trying to achieve, as you said, which is an incredible way to approach any condition in business, in life, like, because you know what that does? That prevents back and forth. What do you mean? What do you mean? What do you mean? What do you mean? What are you trying to do? What do you like? So it's like, you're trying to place yourselves in their position and trying to understand why it is they might be saying that. And in doing that, what have you done? You've almost embodied them so that you can, you're not going to have six questions after you say, what's a balloon sound? What do you like? You're trying to really understand. You're trying to understand. And as you know, the great Marvin Gaye said in his song, what's going on? What's, what's going on? Right. Look at our, we'll go watch our video. What's going on. Right. And, and like, if you can really say what's going on here and you like try and understand and then you say, okay, I kind of, I kind of get it. Well, let me try and get deeper. Let me try, like, what are they trying to achieve with this or what? And then once you do that, as you just said, like it all comes with tr understanding first, uh, first realizing there's perspectives, second, trying to understand the perspective. And then all of a sudden you have no inclination to ever criticize or judge because like, there's no reason to, it doesn't add any value to your present moment because it just imparts like a negative connotation and feeling. And you're not giving that to anybody else to then impart on their journey in which it could have a negative effect. And so 
before you know it, all negative things are you're, you're not contributing to them, and then they're not they're not happening for any other people or any or happening to you because you didn't send them out there, and that negative boomerang isn't going to come back to you. So good for you. <laughs> isn't that magical? Beautiful. What else needs to be said? I think that's that's, that's a good way for the episode. That's a good way to cap it off, and you know, help people consider perspectives. And, you know, elements of life in which we're trying to kind of uncover go back the layers of, of depth that exists within the simplicity of life, of our thoughts, our feelings, and our actions. It is that simple. It is that simple. If you believe it. <laughs> so what better ways to send some positivity on the universe and to like, comment, and subscribe? Yes. What? Be positive. Yes. That's super simple. Super simple. Have a magical week, everyone. Have a 10 days. That's where it's the cadence we're on now. So have a magical week and a half. Be good. Do good. Feel good. And have an amazing day. <laughs> Bye. <laughs> Perform judo on an elephant. Yes. Do that. <laughs> <laughs>